1: Welcome to spooky season, y'all. This episode is dropping on the first day of autumn, so it is officially spooky season. I am ready. I'm sure you guys are ready. The desk is ready with the pumpkins, and you know one of them has a cowboy hat, but it's it's fine. We're just gonna ignore that. I also just wanna let you know that our first show for Down the Rabbit Hole with Morgan Absher has aired. This is a Spotify Live exclusive show. I'm so so excited to be partnering with Spotify for this show. And last night was incredible. It's probably some of the most fun I've had with you guys. I mean, it was tangents galore, fast pace. We really like were vibing with you guys on the chat that were there and like it kind of steered the whole show. So I'm really excited to see where this show is going to go. It's going to be very heavy audience involved, letting you guys kind of dictate how we travel down these rabbit holes and really explore the topics we pick each week. So I will be sure to put the links for Down the Rabbit Hole in the description and show notes so you guys can join us on Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, and you can replay them. They'll drop on the following Fridays in your regular Spotify app, but I really would love to have you guys join us live, so be sure to download the Spotify Live app and follow Down the Rabbit Hole or me because you'll get notifications for when it goes live can't wait to have you guys join us and uh, enjoy this episode. I don't know what this theme will be. I think because I'm doing like two spooky episodes, I think this is going to be more like Reddit stories, maybe a couple listener write-ins. But then the second one will be just listener write-ins because I got bombarded with listener write-ins from you guys and they're fucking nuts.
2: Wow. Wow. They're nuts. The listener write-ins go hard.
1: They, do you remember the one from last year about like the um the hotel in Chicago? Yeah. That was like another universe? Yeah.
2: Oh my God. That one was the craziest. That one was insane. That, the one where everything disappeared? Yeah. Yeah. Insane. That one was crazy.
1: Oh, it's freaky. Freaky. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to actually introduce ourselves at the beginning of this episode because we always forget and we patch it at the end. I know. So hi guys. Welcome back to another episode of Two Hot Takes. I'm your host, Morgan. And I'm Alejandra. She's back! I'm back!
2: I like forgot how to do this.
1: I know, you've been like... I'm like, do I talk to
2: the mic? Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, always. Um, but pull it down so you don't hide your cute little self. You gotta like pull down, tilt up, turn. I truly forgot how to podcast. It's okay, it comes back. Is this back. Good? Is yeah. this right? Yeah, it's like riding a bike. Is it though? I think so.
2: Okay, all right. Yeah. We're in business now. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um... You've
1: been traveling all over. You went to, went to Greece, Paris, Paris, London, Cabo. Oh my God! Arizona, yeah. Minnesota, Minnesota, New York, <laughs>
2: San <Sanford>? Fran. <clears throat> oh my God, Anthony! <laughs> <laughs> I've been to like five countries and seven cities since my last episode. That's actually insane. Are you ready to just hibernate? Yeah, <laughs> I would be ready to hibernate. Yeah, I've never been more ready to hibernate. Like, if, if, don't even ask me to do anything don't no. ask me I, I literally was like yeah no I can't commit to anything no
1: I wouldn't I I've be I'm like hermit mode right now I don't know what it is something about the fall it's you think? just like yeah I think you just like want to slow down yeah. after busy summer and just like hermit mode
2: yeah hot girl summer popped off a little too hard <laughs> so it's time to like
1: I want to know I didn't I didn't have that same experience oh, okay well
2: <laughs> yeah you did you had a hot girl summer
1: yeah. Morgie's got some health issues. Morgie's got to figure out. So, same. I mean, I literally had a meltdown.
2: (laughs) You know that. Yeah, you've
1: been battling, too. Yeah. So... Plantar fasciitis is kicking your ass. My foot
2: is literally elevated and iced right now. (laughs) So, I'm not that hot girl right now. But, you know, we try. We try.
1: We do. We do try. And honestly, these stories are coming in just in time. To make us want to stay home, lock the doors, and never go outside ever again. Good, good. In- unless perfect. unless your house is haunted, like some of these people. I
2: do not claim that negative energy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the lights. I come. I like came into the the room today to like set up the studio, and the light would not stop flickering. Oh I'm like, no! You, I'm, I'm like, are you kidding me? It's the spirit from last year, it, warning us. It never left. It never left. It, we opened the door with that episode, and it has been here since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not good. We made mistakes. I know. Mistakes were made.
2: But we knew. We knew what we were signing up for when we We did did. it.
1: So, well, some of these are going to be even worse. Good. Okay. Let's
2: dive in. Bring them.
1: Okay, so starting off, we did like a little switcheroo. You'll you'll hear it in probably an hour, um, but we're gonna start off with the stories that are real. So they're stories from the subreddit, like paranormal, or their listener write-ins. So they are real paranormal, spooky experiences. Nonfiction. Nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll <laughs> you'll you'll catch up in a little bit here. Okay, so this one is posted by username 6081 miles posted a day ago i saw someone that i wasn't supposed to see i was once working as a receptionist at a five-star resort that's about 45 minutes away from the city center everyone who has worked in tourism and or hospitality knows that there are certain periods during the year where it's busier than usual i.e. peak season this incident happened during peak season The resort was overbooked and guests were checking into their rooms one after another at the reception counter. I was almost done checking in this nice lovely couple when I saw this family of five standing behind them and tried to finish up the whole check-in process so I could assist the family that was next in line. You must be thinking that when I said family of five, it's the parents and three kids, right? But it's actually two kids and one elderly woman who at the time I assumed was either the husband or wife's mother. Now, the resort's policy was to get the details of every guest that were staying in the resort, and it is for a good reason—safety. It's the same reason that all airlines are doing this when they obtain their passenger's info. So I told the husband that we needed everyone's details, and he just said, Sure, no problem. And of course, I was expecting five names on the registration form. By the time I realized there were only four names— The family were already at the concierge area to pick up their luggage and then left to go to their rooms. I couldn't go after them as I was assisting another guest. Like I said, it was peak season. So all I could do was just watch them from afar, walking towards the elevators, then disappearing from sight. The whole time they were walking, the old woman just followed them from behind quietly, but I didn't give much thought to it and went right back to assisting the guest that was in front of me. After the bus had died down at around 4 p.m., I decided to ring the family's room to inform them that they were missing details. The husband came down to the reception alone, and I told him I needed the info of his slash his wife's mother's info. This man just stood there, stared at me for what felt like a minute, and said, It's only my wife and I and our two kids. Me, being confused, obviously said, But sir, I saw there were five of you. At this point, I thought he was lying to avoid paying for a third-person charge for one of the rooms. They got two rooms, and one room only has amenities for two people. Same goes for the buffet breakfast that's included. He took another minute and asked me, what did this elderly woman look like? To which I explained that she had gray hair and it was short, like a bob haircut. I also told him that she was wearing this red... I'm gonna butcher this i'm so sorry i also told him that she was wearing this red Chongzam shirt similar to this with long
2: black pants oh pretty yeah that's really pretty really pretty that's what i was picturing when you said red wow
1: right as i told him that he quickly took out his phone frantically scrolled for a few seconds and showed me a picture of the same woman in the same clothes lying in a closed coffin no that had a clear glass cover so you could still look inside I just nodded slightly, and he said that it's his mother. She died unexpectedly a few months ago. I was, to no surprise, too shocked to say anything at this point, but somehow managed to mutter the words, I'm so sorry for your loss, sir, and I am so sorry about this. He just said it was okay, gave me a small smile, then left without saying anything. When they checked out two days later, we just pretended like the whole thing never happened. Luckily enough, the elderly woman was not there. Still get goosebumps just thinking about it till this day. Oh my God. That's so crazy. Cannot imagine seeing a ghost that is so clear, so present, so there that you
2: just think it's another person. Yeah. I've never had, like, I I can't even imagine because I never even had anything remotely. (sighs) I kind of knew where the story was going when you said that, but it's still jarring because this is like somebody's real experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the fact that that she described her without yeah, yeah, and the fact that like he just happened to have a picture of his mom in her funeral attire mm-hmm. in the coffin, which I know some people do take pictures, like I think, for some reason, I feel like I remember them taking pictures at my great grandma's funeral. um, I don't know if it's done so much anymore, but some people do it, I don't know, yeah, teach their own, yeah. but um, like I just can't even imagine being like hearing someone describe your mom that just passed like and you're like what
2: yeah f- like it's weirding f- you out that's so crazy
1: and then it's like do you get weirded out yeah or do you feel like a sense of comfort that I know.
2: like
1: she's watching over
2: us she's yeah here I was thinking that too like do you get weirded out or is it kind of comforting he it seems like he wasn't weirded out no I think at first he was like confirming like wait 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 like this woman and you know the one that passed and then when it was confirmed, he was kind of like, no worries, and walked away. Almost like, has it happened before? Or are you relieved? Or, you yeah. know, he didn't seem like fucked up over it.
1: I know. I really wonder what his like thought process was. The top comment on this one, it only has 22 upvotes at this time. But um, so that obviously could change as mm-hmm. things develop here. But it mm-hmm. goes, while this story should make me be like, That's really sweet. His mother is very much still with him. Mm. In fact, it feels ominous to me, spooky in that dark, somber kind of way. I don't
2: know a little bit. Just yeah, it does because I think it's because there's so much left for the imagination. Like there's just no context. Like where did she go? Was she just like watching over them? Is she like we don't know the background or the relationship? Mm -hmm. Like did they not have a good relationship? Was it severed? You know. So yeah, I think that's the open-endedness of it just leaves you to wonder. I've had a lot, You, I think you know this, like I'm a very spiritual dreamer. I have such vivid dreams. Mm -hmm. I've had like premonition dreams where something that I dream comes true. And whether that's a crazy coincidence, I don't know, chalk it up to whatever you believe in. But I had a dream kind of recently actually where like people can think I'm crazy, that's fine, but this is my experience. I've had dreams where I genuinely feel like some of my- relatives who have passed are visiting me genuinely i wake up i felt their presence i literally feel like they visited me it's like a visitation dream yeah and i feel just like very it's like emotional hangover when i wake up because it genuinely feels like their presence was there and the most recent one i had was um actually i think last month and it was i'll spare the details but it was very interesting there was like a um, a conversation between like me and my grandpa who's passed and my uncle, who also passed, and in the dream the uncle hadn't passed yet, so we were talking to the uncle, but it, but I knew he's passed in real life, so in my dream I'm like, how is he here? He's passed away.
1: Oh my god, that's such a mental
2: it's like so, mind. It's like Inception almost. Yeah. But then get, the the weird part about it was that when I woke up, I was realizing that that literally the day I had that dream was the one-year anniversary of my uncle's passing. What the hell? To the day. So that part weirded me out. So like, you you know what I mean? Like coincidence, maybe, but I never dream about this uncle, ever.
1: No, that's definitely, that feels like very purposeful yeah and when you wake up
2: I don't know if anyone out there has had a dream like this and I know I'm not alone because I looked this up and there's like psychology people really feel like they've had visitation dreams you genuinely feel their presence like when you wake up you're like it's heavy because you just feel yeah. like you were near somebody that has since passed and you hear their voice and their personality is there and you're just like oh my and why why are they visiting me like do they have something to say and so I mean and it's to so crazy related back to the story like I'm sure he's questioning too, like if he believes that that was, in fact, the spirit of his mom, yeah. he's probably thinking, well, why, Does she, why is she doing that?
1: And, I know. Well, and to just, like, follow them, like, it seems like she was, like, so at peace just, like, following yeah, them around versus, exactly. like, if she was still there— like you think she would be trying to make contact yeah. or maybe she's been there the past three months and has tried to make contact. Yeah. So she has no idea what else to do, which if you think about it in that sense, that's where for me, it becomes like not sweet. It becomes more like sad because it's like her spirit is stuck. Like she can't move on. She can't move
2: on. But you know, the question I have in my brain right now, why was the receptionist able to see her? Because they say that spirits don't give everybody visibility. Only certain people have the access to it. Yeah. So why that girl must be either very connected to spirits or why her? She's a virtual stranger to these people. Why did she have visibility? I want to know, did everyone else in the hotel lobby see them? Yeah. See her? That is so true. Like, I'd be curious to know if she's the only person who saw her because if so, what's that connection? Why her? Oh my God.
1: So OP comments. A bunch. And oh. I I did message them and I said, like, hey, can I share your story? And they said yes. And so they might be tuning in. So hi and thank you. <laughs> um, So someone did comment and they go, wow, is this a true story? I assume there's no chance the woman could have been with another family.
2: That's what I thought. The too. fact
1: that she was wearing the same thing his mother was buried in basically confirms it. That's simply amazing. I hope my mom is following me around. <laughs> And OP goes, I wish this wasn't a true story. I really do still get scared just thinking about it. I thought that was the case too, that she could have been with another family, but from when they were lining up to get checked in, the woman was right behind them the whole time, way too close to them if you asked me. And even then, that didn't bother the family. And when they were walking towards the concierge and getting their stuff, the woman just followed them the whole way from behind, again, standing very closely.
2: That is interesting.
1: Um, Someone else asked them, is it the first and only time in your life that you encountered paranormal? Also can't help but wonder if you ever checked the security cameras or asked any people around you if they saw it. Very curious. Wouldn't say the first time, but it is the first for me to actually see it. I did not actually, unfortunately. First, I was way too shocked to do anything after that. Second, it would have been a lot of work to get the CCTV footage, honestly. Honestly, tons of procedures to do and got to get approval from a manager just to view the footage Mm -hmm. um third the resort has been up and running for more than 30 years and it is normal to hear the staff and guests encounter things like this it is also not the only time i have encountered paranormal stuff like this at this resort i worked there for about two years i would definitely love to share the other stuff that happened to me some other time so just wow yeah People also ask that, like, maybe she appeared visible to you so that you could tell the family about her. Yeah. If she appeared visible to them, it would upset them or friend them in some way, perhaps. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah, I'm wondering why she was able to see her.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. I think that's, like, the case with a lot of things, though. And I think some people—because I have—I do have some listeners that have written stories that will be included on, you know, the next, um, like, spooky season theme. And— there's a few listeners that like are one's a medium and is like very connected to the spiritual mm-hmm. realm and another one has like more of um I forget the way they put it but in the email it was like they have a certain like heightened level of awareness mm-hmm. they're more like predisposed to mm-hmm. picking up on those energies and stuff like that yeah. so I think there are some people that are just truly like more connected to that yeah other realm yeah and like
2: energy yeah that's i do think that that's the case like mm-hmm. i don't think it's just random and i i believe that like yeah. i know some people think it's not it's in your head or whatever but i've just had so many close encounters with like spirits that it's felt so spiritual that i mm-hmm. i believe i it. It had really interesting things happen
1: oh i've i've 100 yeah. believe this and if you do want to check out their account uh, i'll be sure to link it in the description if i forget to add story links just comment on the youtube because i often run out of time and forget but mm-hmm. uh it seems like they're going to be posting more about their other paranormal experiences so might be a good account to follow yeah along with
0: as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming According to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Uh, moving along. Love those because that's not like malicious. No. Uh-uh.
1: You know? No. And this one, this one doesn't seem doesn't seem too malicious either. Okay. So this is from the subreddit, Let's Not Meet. Mm. And it's titled, What Happened to My Roommate. Okay,
2: what? How is this not scary? It's it's on Let's Not
1: Me. It's not as scary as the one we end with. Okay, that one was like traumatic. Full gangbusters, yeah. Okay, right. (laughs) Many, many years ago, before kids, rescue animals, a mortgage, and a husband, I was a travel writer in Europe. I did most of my trips alone. This story is about the first time I visited Prague. I'd never been to Prague, and the trip was last minute, so I had little time to prepare. My travel partner had dumped me in another country, and I was determined to make the best out of my trip by visiting a place I'd never been. Upon arrival at the train station, I visited the accommodation office and asked for a hostel not far from the center. In my early 20s, winging it was part of the fun. These days, I'm far less adventurous. (laughs) The hostel they sent me to was a sprawling, crumbling, slate grey art deco building on a nondescript street about ten minute walk to the Stair Mesto. The inside was probably beautiful at one time, but by the time I checked in, it was full of shabby, mismatched furniture and cheap stained carpet. Most of the light fixtures were broken, leaving everything but the lobby dark and gloomy. It smelled of standing water and dust. I found my room a double for twelve dollars per night, and made note of the fact that I had a roommate. She wasn't there, but on her side of the room, there was a suitcase, dress neatly folded across the back of the plastic chair, a scattering of makeup containers on the, the beat-up desk, and a stack of German fashion magazines on the bed. As I had no plans or goals on this impromptu trip, I spent the afternoon exploring Old Town Square, the Jewish Quarter, and Wenceslas... and Wenceslas... <laughs> okay. I don't know guys. In Wenceslas Square, I purchased some Czech crystal for my mom and painted eggs from a street vendor for myself. I also made reservations for a sunset dinner cruise for one.
2: Oh nice.
1: I know, ideal. Wow. At around 6 p.m. I returned to my room to shower, change clothes and unload my purchases. When I left my room about an hour later, there was no indication that my roommate had returned at any point during the day. After the cruise, I stopped at a tiny bar on Tinska and had a glass of wine. I heard horror stories about the dangers of Prague, but I felt no more trepidation than I did in any other large city. Sure, the cobblestone streets, fog rolling off the Vitalva, backlit Gothic architecture and winding alleys made me think of Jack the Ripper and Dracula, but in a good way. In a good way? I don't know how. What? It was nearly midnight when I returned to my hostel, so I was surprised to find that my roommate still hadn't returned. This wasn't uncommon, though. Backpackers are a fickle lot. She could have gone on a short overnight trip and just left her stuff behind, hooked up with a guy or girl, and was holed up at their place or hanging out at another hostel. So I was surprised but not concerned. I took another shower before bed, however, and was surprised to find that things in the room had changed upon my return. Her bed was neatly turned down, the magazines had moved to the nightstand, and the dress was gone. The strangest thing, though, was the addition of a pink silky nightgown spread across my bed. Maybe she thought she still had the room to herself. I didn't see how. My shopping bags, clothes, and toiletries were in plain view. I gently moved the nightgown over to her bed and then settled in for the night, as I wrote in my journal. I assumed she was in the shower or somewhere nearby, so I expected her to return shortly. After about an hour, though, her side was still empty. I needed to use the restroom before I went to sleep, so I made one last trip down the hall. The building was unusually quiet. There weren't the regular sounds of chatty backpackers, the clinking of glasses, or music that would normally leak through the walls. There was dot 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 nothing. It was hushed, like a church after the congregation had left. I found myself practically tiptoeing back. My room was near the end of the hall and I couldn't shake the feeling that the corridor was darker than before. The few working lights were blinking as they struggled to stay lit and it reminded me of a fun house. A tightness began to fill my stomach and I subconsciously quickened my steps. There wasn't a soul behind me Yet I kept glancing over my back shoulder, Mm. convinced I'd see someone gaining momentum upon me. Oh my god,
2: I don't like this.
1: The only sound was the soft thud of my flip-flops as they struck my soles. I was floored with relief as I flung open my door, but it didn't last long. Everything was exactly as I left it, except for the silky nightgown, which was now back on my bed. Ah! Sleep came in fits and starts. I left the lamp on for a while, still convinced my roommate would be right back, but the shadows it cast made the room even spookier. It was too dark with the light off. I'd finally slipped into a deep sleep when I suddenly heard the door open. A man stood in the darkened doorway, the hall light behind him, showing just enough for me to see his contorted face. Stop. Quote, I didn't mean to, he sobbed. You have to help me. Oh, my God. Too confused and disoriented to be scared, I sat up, scrubbed my eyes, and reached for the lamp switch. But once the room was lit, I saw that the door was closed. There was no man.
2: Oh, my God. What is happening?
1: I quickly bound off the bed and went for the door. It was locked. Nobody could have entered without a key. And the hallway? Empty. I passed the rest of the night fully clothed, sitting up in bed and with the light on. Yeah. Though I'd paid for two more nights, at 7 a.m., I gathered all of my stuff and went down to the reception desk to check out. Quote, By the way, I said to the 20-something receptionist, my roommate never returned. I'm a little concerned. She picked up the room key, looked at it hard, frowned, and then glanced at her computer. Quote, What room were you in again? When I repeated it to her, she looked back at at her screen. Quote, Ma'am, That room's been empty for three weeks, and it's been cleaned since then. We only have six people in the whole building. The hostel has since been renovated and is now a luxury hotel. The end. Wait, so she wasn't even supposed to be staying in that room? She was, but like... There was no roommate. There was no roommate. So like whose stuff was that? Oh my God. How is the nightgown getting moved around? All
2: of that freaks me out so much. The nightgown just, I don't know how she even tried to sleep with the light off. That was ballsy. Like after the nightgown had already been moved like twice and she was like, oh, I just tried to go to sleep, put the light off. Like what?
1: It's really interesting because when you're in that, like I've, like my Palm Springs experience I talked about last year. And I I don't want to like tell it again because I'm sure like a lot of you have already heard it, but. I, when I was working in Palm Springs, I was in this like old assisted living house turned Airbnb and it was haunted. And so when you're there, like I was laying in bed and I started hearing the pitter pattering of feet and the light switch going on and off. Like you try to convince yourself so hard. Like it's not real. I'm safe. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. You're just going to go to sleep. You're going to wake up in the morning. It's all going to be good. And it's like when it's in the middle of the night, it's like, well, what, what am I supposed to do?
2: You kind of like just feel trapped. Yeah, I do get that. But and I agree with you because I was telling somebody recently, like the thing with paranormal is that it's human nature to try to justify it. always. Yeah, like, always, like when something crazy happens, it's our instant reaction to be like, it's the wind. It's an old house. We try to rationalize it. Oh, yeah. So that part is super like instinctual. But I will if I'm scared, like to this day, I will sleep with all lights on. I will. I'll turn all the lights on. Yes, absolutely. Are you kidding me? One, (laughs) Have you done it recently? (laughs) um, Probably. I mean, like, yeah, if I hear some shit and I get scared, I'm sleeping with the lights on. Because, yeah, you're not going to get a great night's sleep, but I'd rather, like, wake up alive. Like, That's very true. Valid valid point. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not spooked that easily. But once I'm, like, in that mind, I just start to spiral. And I start thinking of all the scary stuff that can happen. Especially, first of all, I would never stay in a hostel. Never have a rent. Like, I would never do that. Me, personally, I'm just too scared for that. I have done it. I don't know how.
1: I was out of desperation. I don't know how. London was so, so expensive. And so me, yeah. and, me and Lauren stayed in a hostel. But did you
2: have a random roommate in your room?
1: Um, So we had a bunk room with four bunk beds. <gasps> and there were other people in there. And we had one other person one of the nights. That's so creepy to me. You don't know these people. You don't. And, like, our stuff, like, we had suitcases, And so our stuff, like, at hostels, you typically have, like, a lockbox that you can put stuff in. But, like, obviously our suitcases didn't, like, fit in it. So what did you do? You just leave it out. No. We just, like, left it out on our bed. No. Yeah. Are you—what? Yeah. It was a different time. I would do it again. Like, there's— There's—there are hostels with, like, private rooms and private bathrooms. And then there's some with, like,
2: private rooms but a shared bathroom— Like I would, I would do it again. I think it depends on what city. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's so funny hearing this because I, you know, I was just in Europe and I, first of all, Saya is the most paranoid person I've ever met in my entire life. (laughs) Uh, Like it's insanely to the point where like, I'm just flashing back to some of the times when we'd come home. She was convinced everyone was trying to kidnap us. Okay. See,
1: I would love to travel with her.
2: Go ahead. Because that's no way to live. Traveling.
1: I love Lauren and like, we have a really good time traveling together. But yeah. well, let me tell you, there's some times where I'm like, Lauren, you're gonna get us
2: kidnapped. Well, stop a, being there's so There's a friendly. balance. There's a balance. Like yeah. you can't be like that way either, but you also like to convince yourself that everyone is trying to kidnap you is almost But you guys are two beautiful women and like
1: sex trafficking is so real. I'm team <sighs> I'm team Saya.
2: I don't know. I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying be be vigilant, be alert, stay stay alive. Whatever crime junkie says, stay alive, Just stay alert or whatever. you weird. I listen yeah, to it all the time and I, I can't remember. It. Yeah, something. But yeah, be vigilant, be like a smart. There's, you know, like, but at one point she was like sending photos of us to her parents so that we'd have like last seen photos yeah oh poor she'd Taya. be like 3 a.m this is the name of the bar in paris like and she'd send selfies of us so that like they'd be like yeah they were last seen at this bar at 3 a.m in paris Aww. like i'm like bro <laughs> like that's too much and we'd go home and she I would mean, like smart. cover the lockbox. and i'm like there's no one here like there's no one in the hallway who are you hiding the keypad from <laughs> who are you hiding the keypad from And if anyone walked by she'd make a stop like we couldn't put our key thing in i've done
1: that in a hotel where like I like got in the elevator and like this person got in the elevator too. And they didn't press a button. Yeah. And we, we like we were both like standing there waiting for the other person <laughs> to like press a button. That's awkward. And it was like me and this dude. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, are you gonna press a button first? Yeah. So of course I press the button because he's not pressing the button. So yeah. I press the button. Yeah. Sure enough, guess what floor he gets out on? Which one? My floor. Damn. And it's like at that point, you're yeah. like, well, that yes. this
2: feels so scary. If it feels off, listen to it. But let's remember freaking Valle we yeah. were all convinced that we were oh, getting kidnapped oh my god all yeah. of us all of us were, were getting kidnapped the guy was so sweet to us and we were convinced he was trafficking us it was We already kept and taking then, so many pictures but bro. do you remember when we got to the house and we had a gate code and you were like "Oh, Oh, don't let him see the gig. I think that's like just normal. No, though. I think that was normal. Yeah. That was fine. That was but good. we built it up to this like thing where we convinced ourselves that we were like in danger and we like we weren't. But it is good to be smart, especially in another country. You just never know. You never know. I agree with that one. That one, I was on your team for that. But yeah. it it like goes to a certain level where you're like, okay, life is worth living, you know? And if I have to be terrified, you know, there are definitely things as women that we need to be more mindful of. Like when mm-hmm. I, um, when we were at the live show in Minnesota, we all stayed in the hotel that one night. Um, I was checking in, I was not flustered, hurried. You know, yeah. we would, like had to be at sound check in like an hour, whatever. And I'm like, what room number am I again? And the guy was like, and I was like, what's my room number like why are you being weird he's like i like can't, you can't say it out my loud. policies i can't say it out loud yeah and i was like because there's people like watching yeah and i was like that's actually really smart oh my god the the security at the hotel was actually great like great.
1: remember you guys <laughs> so went until they locked
2: me out of the freaking the stairwell <laughs> me and lauren <laughs> so
1: yeah so i i was like oh i have to i have to let them in like they got locked out of the stairwell and he goes you won't be able to get back in i yeah. go oh and he goes once you're in the stairwell you can't get on any of the room floors yeah. because people were like It's, like, a security measure in case, like, people, like... Come in. Like, um, what's the term where you, like, uh, backpack through someone else's door? Hitchhike? You hitchhike through a door? Never
0: heard that.
1: Oh, my God. Well, you, like, you tailgate. Tailgate. You tailgate them through a door. Hitchhike. What the fuck? (laughs) So, you tailgate through the door, and, like, it's, like, the hotel was, like, locked down, which I do
2: appreciate. I do, too. I do, too. It was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Because we were already late, and we had to go through on like, five flights of stairs, but... but i appreciate it
1: yeah this is crazy i i do agree be be weird stay cautious but also maybe don't let it affect your trip in a negative way but yeah again again it's better to be alive than dead so i know um top comment on this one this i don't know if i said it this one was from nine days ago it's got 465 upvotes at this time um and this is a real subreddit like let's not meet is for real stories um but it was it's it's It is interesting that this one is in here because to me, based on this, like, this doesn't sound like a real person. Like, Let's Not Meet is usually stories that are like, I was almost kidnapped,
2: I was stalked, things like that. But like, this to me sounds paranormal. Yeah, that sounds paranormal because there was a man who she essentially cannot verify ever existed and uh, an alleged roommate that- Never was there. Apparently was never there. And the door was locked. Yeah. So like, how did they get in? It is kind of paranormal to me.
1: Unless someone was like literally in the room sleeping and living under one of the beds, yeah. Oh. Which all the stories about people like discovering, out, oh, I had a person living in my attic. Oh, I had a person living in my
2: walls. Oh my god, freak me out. That freaks me out so much. Freaks that is out. that, and the thing too that can't be understated is if you're if you're OP or you're somebody who's experienced this, the gaslighting you must do after this because again, human nature is to rationalize with with real solutions like there's mm-hmm. no way that that a ghost was in my room so what do you think okay there yeah. was never a girl roommate it was a guy he was camping out of my room he maybe he set that up as decoys like the satin nightgown and the the magazines and the makeup was maybe all planted to make it seem like there's a girl roommate no need to be alarmed and this guy really is like hiding under the bed and he waited until the lights were off and then came out did his charade yeah and then left that's a plausible explanation. Like yeah, that's not people, impossible. No, people know how to pick locks. Yeah. Someone could get in that room. Exactly. So that's like that. And if you're OP, you're you're probably feeding yourself these things because you're like, you have to sleep at night and you have to make sense of this. Otherwise, it's very hard to move on. Mm-hmm. And like your fear is just unleashed in perpetuity until you can kind of rationalize like what happened that night. Oh my God. So I'm sure they're going through all the motions of like trying to justify, like, well, how did that happen? it's oh yeah that feeling is like it's like no other
1: like me and justin we love going up to solvang california Mm -hmm. that's like our little thing we do like little weekend day trips up there whatever and it's this super cute town in california that's like it's danish like it's supposed to be like a baby copenhagen kind of vibe and the last time we went we were at this hotel room and like wasn't that when i went with you no we like went back recently and um Ended up, like, just walking into a hotel and being like, hey, do you have any room, like, rooms left? And they go, oh, yeah, we have, like, one left. And so we ended up, like, getting the room, went out to the bar, like, had dinner, had some drinks after, and came back to the room. And as I was, like, walking in the room, like, we had literally just walked in. We weren't being loud. We weren't doing anything. I had this, like, desire or just, like, this thought in my head. And I I feel like it's something I always do at hotels, but I've never, like, considered— But it was an adjoining room, so it had a door that, like, opened up into someone else's room. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to check the lock. Yeah. And it's the type of lock. It's not the one that, like, swings over the door. It was, like, one of those weird deadbolts that, like, you almost, like, can't tell if it's locked unless you unlock it. Like this kind? It's, like, you know how they're, like, sneaky deadbolts where you, like, you can't even see if, like, you turn it. So, like, if you turn it, you you see, like, a bolt go through. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that kind. It was, like, a weird kind where like you turned it but they couldn't tell what it was okay if it was so you had to like, kind of try it yeah so i unlocked it and as i unlocked it someone pushed from the <gasps> other side stop yeah so like stop so they were like waiting yeah how i don't know i don't know like we still and we went through the same thing where we were like we would you left. do so we left the hotel we went down to the front desk i was like bawling i have like a video after because like Obviously, we like we had drinks. Like I had like four drinks that like over the course of the night. So I was like, okay, like, did I just get too drunk and like make this up in my head? Like you literally start to gaslight That's yourself. Said, you gaslight yourself. Yeah. And so I went to the front desk and I was like, This just happened. Do you have any other rooms? We need a new room. Like, we are not staying here. Blah, 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 blah. And he goes, Well, let me call up there. Calls there, and it's a guy. And he goes, They were being so loud. Mm. And blah, 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 blah. And the guy who goes, yeah, he has a noise complaint now against you. And I'm like, oh, my God. We just walked in the room. We yeah. weren't
2: in the room. Yeah.
1: You literally walked us just And you just can walked- check
2: the records, like, what time we came back.
1: We literally just walked past you. Yeah. Like, we just got here. Yeah. And so we ended up, like, we were like, okay, do we sleep in the car? I called my dad crying, like, save the day, dad. Um, He found us, like, another hotel room, like, a block away. So mm-hmm. we just, like, went there. But... We, like, even once we got to that room, like, we were so scared. We, like, put a chair up against the door, Mm -hmm. and we are just, like, both laying there, like, that was terrifying. Yeah. Did that just happen? Did Justin see it? He was, like, so this, I'm telling you, this was, like, the weirdest room we've ever had. So you walked in, and on your left was, like, another door. Mm -hmm. And it looked like a hotel room door. It didn't look like a closet or anything. And on the door was hanging a do not disturb sign. Mm. And it didn't say closet. It didn't say anything. And like, okay, you walk in the room, there's a living room area with like a TV. You took a left, went through another doorway, you have a kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then if you took a left through the kitchen, there was another room with like a twin bed. Mm-hmm. So it was meant to be like a family room. Okay, And then if you went into the room with the twin bed, then you like got through a closet and then it went back into the main room. Like you could do a lap, Okay, but then there was like an adjoining door, like in the kitchen. So Justin was like still in the bedroom and I'd walked through to check the adjoining door. Okay. So he wasn't anywhere near you? No, he just like, he saw my face after because I didn't say anything. Because I like, I just walked out and I was like, we need to go. So you pushed
2: back and closed it? Yeah. Was it hard?
1: It was like definitely like a push. Like it wasn't Mm. like a just like, oh, it swung open. It was like a push. That would creep me And he screamed at me the guy yeah he screamed he said like shut the fuck up oh or my something. god yeah that would
2: creep me out and too. It, it
1: didn't sound like it was coming from across the room it sounded like it was like on the other side of the door mm.
2: it was just like the whole experience was so weird but i feel like you have okay i know you love solving but i feel like you've had a couple bad experiences now when we went up with you yeah. remember when all of us went up that one time i swear you guys had a weird experience that night oh my god you did you had a weird experience I don't remember that I can't. one. Come on. I know Justin will remember it. Remember when we all went up? Something weird happened. It was me, you, Sarah. Yeah. Dianelle, me, and Brett.
1: Justin puked that night because she was too drunk.
2: Yeah, but I swear something happened. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, okay, well, yeah, but that's not, that's normal. Just kidding. That's not normal for Justin, but. No, he doesn't really. No. He you know, never drinks that, that hard. Actually, it's actually very abnormal for him. Yeah. But um, no, I swear you had a weird, you had a weird situation. Uh, I, I remember, remember like a very similar where you guys were like, I need to find a new hotel not that there's something something weird happened you like didn't like something happened with your room like the door room was wouldn't cl- lock or something the room was weird for something sure something was weird about i know yeah. it maybe we'll have to phone our friends i don't know yeah but- i'm sure it happened but i guess we can't rely on Jud- justin's judgment he wasn't really all there no, no. uh
1: he was gone gone <laughs> what but-
2: happened because we stayed up till three in the morning playing katan
1: yeah and just had a couple of bottles of wine and so funny it's just too fucked up went too far Um, okay, well, good stuff. Good talk. Good talk. Uh, top comment on this one. Sorry, very tangential today, y'all. Uh top comment though is what the fuck? Surprised the story doesn't have more upvotes. Glad you got out of there, OP. Did you ever look up any history on the building itself? And OP goes, I've actually tried over the years, but I haven't uncovered anything. I figured that someone somewhere should have a similar story about it, or at least a creepy one. It's changed a lot since that stay. At the time, it was a hostel slash one-star hotel. One star? Damn.
2: No like, chance I'll would I, stay there. I feel like nothing, everything you've said has been so crazy. And the thing that fucked me up most was the one star. At least three stars. Come on, guys. At least three. <laughs> My face.
1: It's since been completely <laughs> refurbished and is an expensive hotel. And it's really beautiful now. The pictures are amazing. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to name it, but oh, searching not? for Prague... Art Deco Hotel should bring it up. Okay. It's still big and gray. Look it up. Look it up. I'm like, I'm like, drop the name. I know.
2: I'm like, wait, did I stay there? Yeah, at them. Also, why? Why can't you drop? You can leave bad reviews. Like, why can't yeah. you be like, hey, I had a weird ass experience. In this hotel? I mean, it looks
1: like there's a couple pictures that pull up. Like, this one is literally called, like, the Imperial Cafe.
2: Um, you know what it's
1: giving? But, like, this one's pretty. It's giving. That's the same building. Did you ever watch Cecil Hotel? Oh, my God. About the uh elisa or it was oh some... about the girl her last name is the, about the lamb girl
2: you know what i'm talking we're on the same page but i forget her name which we should probably look up and was it elisa lamb elisa lamb there you go yeah that one is a crazy one you guys if you have i don't know <sighs> if it's still on netflix but that one's pretty creepy i suggest watching it with another person because and for yeah. us too it's it's especially creepy because um the building is in los angeles where we're based and it is still like, standing. I think it's rebranded to the—is it the Stanley Hotel now? It's, it has a different name now. I'm not sure. It's still in downtown Los Angeles. It's Same same structure. They have renovated it. I think it's called the Stanley Hotel now. Yeah. But so it's even creepier watching it, being like, okay, this is like down the street from us, and this happened in the city that we live in, and it's a true story. So,
1: absolutely crazy. That one's
2: creepy. It's giving that vibe though, like. A, it,
1: Definitely, definitely is. I'm like, I searched Prague haunted hotels just to see if it would come up. But mm-hmm. um, nothing about many hauntings at it. But absolutely crazy.
2: That's crazy. Would you stay in a hotel that you know is haunted?
1: So that's what we're debating on I currently. I know, I know. So. That's wild. Um, spoiler alert for the other upcoming spooky episode. We're considering either staying at a haunted hotel or at least just like going and recording there because i don't think i can sleep there i really i don't think i can do it i don't want to like expose myself to those mm-hmm. energies overnight when i'm sleeping and vulnerable yeah justin wants to experience i was something. gonna say does justin he wants to experience something what the hell so maybe we'll me and whoever records with me we'll just drop him off and he can stay there overnight
2: he would stay there by himself he said i think that? he would you really think so i 100 think he would that's so unlike him
1: I feel like he wants to believe that supernatural stuff is real and he hasn't had any experiences to point to the fact it could be. Yeah. So I think he's at this point where he's definitely like open and receptive to the opportunity.
2: Okay. Well, be careful what you wish for, Justin. I wish you the best.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, "Dude, I just say I'm like, don't fucking happen I just when feel like I'm your, there. Your
2: equipment's going to like malfunction." Yeah something's we'll, gonna malfunction like we'll
1: record and the whole recording will be like yeah, Help yeah stop me stop,
2: stop. let me
1: out or i will literally i swear to god
2: i will never record another episode with you if if you come back and you say yeah our equipment like malfunctioned i'll that's, I throw it away that's it you ha- we have to start over i wouldn't keep it no you have to scrap everything i donate it to a
1: listener that wants to it. start a
2: podcast all of it you like if that is the audio that you pick up from an episode i would literally be unwell I'd be unwell or or you're gonna get some weird like orb I don't know I just I want you to do it because I am curious as to what would happen what are the local ones sorry really um,
1: there's a hotel in Long Beach that's on a haunted ship the okay. Queen Mary I've heard of that one they there's, do like a Halloween thing yeah there's a couple I mean the Cecil one is on there I was gonna say would I you do it no fuck no mm, I watched that Netflix
2: thing that elevator scene will get ya
1: it is really, really scary. And I I mean it's
2: scary because it's real. Yeah. It's real footage.
1: Yeah. And I just like don't I don't know if I want to experience something so close to home yeah. to where like I can't get away from it. Like right. it's it's right in my own neighborhood. Right. Um, but there is another really cool one that's a little further. It's in Flagstaff, Arizona. Yeah. Um, but that's a drive. And then there's a bunch in San Francisco. Like there's the Winchester Mystery House, Ooh. which is really cool. Okay. And it was built by this woman who like believed that if she stopped building, she would die. And so like she kept building this house for like years and years and years and years. It's it's massive. Like
2: she just had to keep building. She just she built every single day. Don't you have to get permits to like keep building? She did it. She did it somehow. Wow. Great work ethic. She had a lot of money. She was Weird. like an heiress. Okay.
1: But um, like this is how big it is. Oh my god. Um
2: Wow. Oh
1: my like God. It's, it's massive. It goes all the way back there. So they just kept building. Oh, here's a good aerial. Oh. Yeah, so it's called How the Winchester...
2: How many square feet is that? <laughs> that is... <laughs> one of the most bizarre things I've ever heard
1: it's a really there's a lot of true crime podcasts that also do like spooky stuff can you send those my way yeah um, one that I watched is uh, I believe it was morbid had a good episode on I this like Morbid, it's 24,000 square feet oh my gosh from 1886 to 1922
2: oh, you construction seemingly never ceased yeah that was different different times Different time. mm-hmm. nowadays psh, you can't even like add an addition it takes like six months for the city to uh,
1: approve of it oh I know me and Justin will probably end up. Yeah, when we, when we do get a house, it'll be a fucking. He likes to call them knockdowns, knockdowns, teardowns. I think they have potential.
2: Oh, I'm on. I'm Team Justin. Sorry, I want turnkey. Day yeah. one. I like, go. I like an adventure. You like an adventure. You like a project. I like <laughs> not working. <laughs> I like walking in and being home it is uh quite nice quite
1: nice when that happens no but you
2: you you are doing it right though because wow it just like malfunctioned but um you're doing it right because the people who do it that way always are happier because they get exactly what they want yeah versus i'm like oh i wish i could change this but i'm like way too easy to do it unless
1: i get someone that does shoddy work then it's a little dicey it's a little dicey a little dicey Okay, so I have a quick listener write-ins, and then we're going to no sleep, but we're 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 still on the reel here. You did mention um, in all of our tangents here just now, you did mention technology and technology picking up things. Uh. So this is from a listener. So I'm gonna one thousand percent believe all these listener write-ins are totally real. Yeah. So it starts off. This happened twice with my family, but I can only remember the second incident as I was just 12 slash 13. This happened around 2009. Just a backstory. Whenever a loved one close to us passes away, we were told to stay inside the house or stay with family because that loved one may try to contact us and convince us to go with them to the afterlife. I think the term might be spirited away. On to the story. My mom was in Memphis, Tennessee, helping my aunt take care of my sick grandma, her mom. My grandma's health was declining fast, so my mom wanted to see her one last time before she passed. My dad, siblings, and I opted to stay in California as we had school, and my dad couldn't take time off from work. I was helping my dad cook dinner for the family when we got a phone call from a 901 number. I think it's important to mention that we had a landline phone at the time. My dad recognized the number as it belonged to my grandma, and he thought my mom or aunt was using her phone to call us. Something felt off to me, so I begged him not to answer. As the phone was ringing, I remember crying. Not hysterically crying, but just an overwhelming feeling of sadness. She left us a two-minute voicemail, and my dad decided to play it to see why she was calling us. I don't remember what exactly was in that voicemail, but I remembered my grandma saying she missed everyone and loved us very much. One phrase that did stick out to me was, quote, I know it'll be a while, but I'll be waiting for you guys to visit me. My dad immediately called my mom's cell phone to ask her if grandma was okay. And my mom told him that she had passed away an hour ago. She was going to tell us the next morning as she was still grieving since she was with my grandma at her final moments. My dad's face looked like he had seen a ghost when my mom told him the news. And he explained to her what had happened just minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Once my dad ended the phone call, he told me we were all going to stay home the next couple of days to grieve. Fast forward to two weeks later, my mom came home and finally listened to the voicemail since my dad never deleted it. She started to cry and said that this was actually my grandma. And she believed that this was her telling us her last words before officially crossing over to the afterlife. My mom explained to us that if one of us answered that call... And meant that we were inviting her in and believed that my grandma could have convinced us to go with her. Mm. I asked my dad about this because I wanted to get his side of the story and to see if he remembered more than I did. And he told me that this was not the first time this had happened. He said, six years prior to my grandma's passing, we received a phone call, same landline, from his uncle the day after he passed away. Not sure if this was a way of our dead loved ones calling us before they cross over or if my landline was just flat out haunted. We got rid of our landline once I went off to college, so of course, that voicemail is gone. Mm. As scary as it sounds, I found this heartwarming because I really loved my grandma and she's been such a special person in my life. And I believed this was her way of saying goodbye to us since we didn't get to see her before she passed. It's been 12 years since she left this world and I miss her every day. Uh I thought I would share it because it's been a memory that never went away. And I never told anyone about this story until now.
2: Wow. That's so special. Crazy. That's really sweet that they shared it. I
1: just like, I truly believe that there's such like weird, unexplainable things. And like, I think that's one thing, like even you, when you talk about the dreams and Uh how, how these dreams, like when you feel you've been visited, Mm -hmm. they leave you feeling more drained. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that has something to do with like the energy of like, you're using energy to connect with mm-hmm. their actual spiritual energy. Yeah. So maybe they're even using your energy as a battery to power Literally, that. Literally, yeah. And so when I hear this and like stories about the um, the departed like using technology or like radios and like things like that, it's like, yeah. okay, I, I could totally see that happening because like there's all the laws of science, like no energy is created nor destroyed. Yeah. So where does that
2: energy go? Where does it go? That is see to me the story is it's it's like twofold it's beautiful but it's a little eerie obviously the facts are eerie because it was after they had passed and then also I don't know why the notion of like like why would the grandma want to invite them to the other side why like you know typically we're we're left under the impression that they want you to your your loved ones leave you yeah. and they leave you in a better place and they want you to thrive and go on without them and live a happy fulfilled life I don't love the notion of like oh they're trying to invite you with them it sounds like they're trying to like steal you away from yeah living your best life on- I wonder
1: if that's a cultural thing I don't know I'm wondering in, the in same certain thing. cultures if they believe that yeah. like um yeah I don't want to call the grandma like the boogeyman but you know yeah. how there's like every culture has its own like yes
2: but I don't views. and I respect that and Absolutely. I'm super interested to learn more about it but for some reason just my visceral is like I didn't like that because it made it makes it seem like eerie when it, yeah. when it it might not be it, could, it could be, be missing like this
1: beautiful thing could be this beautiful thing yeah. but
2: like to me it just seems like eerie like you're trying to take the person with you but it could be beautiful and i'm missing context um but more than anything i mean this story speaks to me so much like i have one grandparent remaining i i love my grandparents and like if there's one thing i really wish i had a voicemail for my grandpa like
1: oh my gosh my
2: friend Richa she says that like she will record conversations on her iPhone. Like she'll be like, grandma, tell me about this time or tell me about this. And then she'll record it and just put her phone on the table. And I'm like, she's like, I have all these recordings and I'm like, Oh, I wish I did that. It like pains me that I didn't use technology the way I could have. And I could have like his voice. Like I would kill to hear a voicemail of like my grandparents, like talking for two minutes. Like, yeah, that would mean everything to me. Like, so that when I hear that, I'm like, "That's so special," but obviously they don't have it anymore. I know, but it left such a like a lasting impact. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. Especially the fact that, like, 12 years later, it's still like such a a clear memory and yeah. like means so it just much. Because I miss
2: her every single day. Like, yeah, I can't imagine. Like the voicemail would almost, in a way, maybe be even painful mm-hmm. because if you're already missing the person, and like I was talking to somebody the other day, and his he just um on sunday was the two months since his father has passed and in the culture that he's in apparently like at the two-month mark they do like a it's i don't know the official word for it but it's the grieving has end like the grieving period Mm -hmm. has ended and they have like a a ceremony and like a a traditional thing where they're like okay the grief has ended and now we move past it um and it's a beautiful it was beautiful like the way he described it it was really great but um oh my gosh i just lost my train of thought with this one That never happens to me. I felt like someone just wiped my memory.
1: Dude, what was was I saying? That's kind of like weird.
2: What what happened there? I feel like a ghost just went. I feel like someone just like in our brain. Like,
1: I don't even remember what I was saying. Washed my memory. We gotta roll the tapes.
2: What happened? What were we saying? I don't even know. Where was I going with that? Why did I start talking about that? Just like death in general and how like
1: interesting it can be. Yeah. I don't know. I love when cultures have ceremonies
2: like that. Like I know the Jewish, right? Like yeah. they have a, what's it called? With like the seven days or? So
1: yeah. So after a person passes, you have, oh my God, what is my brain broken for? <laughs> Our
2: brains are broken. Seder.
1: So you have like a uh-huh. Seder. And so for seven days, like the family comes together, you eat, you like celebrate that person's life. Yeah. And then after that, um, you also have like Kaddish. So for a year after that person's death, you say a prayer for them every day. Uh-huh. And that takes place for one year. yeah. And then after, that, like, at the one-year anniversary of their death, you go back to their gravesite to do a headstone unveiling.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. Or, like,
1: a commemoration. My boss just did that.
2: Yeah. So um,
1: I like that, like, there's cultures that, like, make yeah, grief, like, yeah. a process. And it's, like, very inclusive to, like, yeah. ha- it
2: just, like, it helps like, you yeah. get through it. Like Dia de los
1: Muertos. Oh my god, so beautiful. And has anyone seen Coco? Have you seen Coco? Of course. Movie like fucking watched on an airplane and bald. ugly bald. Ugliest cry of my life. The Disney
2: movies get you. Oh. Like Coco is such a beautiful movie, but that's honestly what we're talking about like the like it's like a celebration for the mm-hmm. dead among the living yeah and what i was saying i just remembered when i was going i wish story. i could
1: like i want to celebrate that so bad i think that's just the yeah. most beautiful i, I think know it's the most beautiful morgan tradition. and
2: i participated in a celebration like what five years ago it was so cool and we went to downtown la and like we got our faces painted and we broke bread and we did all the things i love the pond yeah the went <sighs> and, and we we tried to out. get our face painted today for in in commemoration we ago. tried we she, tried.
1: she canceled on us she bailed yeah, don't trust the Craigslist face painter. I know.
2: Next time. But Next I was so excited. Time. I loved that face painting. It I was, was trying really to find cool. a picture. But what I was saying, oh, the reason. Remember? Yes. Yeah. Like the reason I told that story is because I was talking to him on the phone and I was like, I'm very sorry. You know, it sounds like whatever. And he was, he made this comment of like, grief is the absence of love. It's love that has nowhere to go. Mm. And so to say to come back to what you were saying, where it's like energy, like energy has to go somewhere. That's kind of like in the same spirit of grief like it's love that has nowhere to go so when you're grieving the dead it's like it has to go somewhere and that uh, energy's transferred wow Brain. i think
1: that's that's like going to be very thought-provoking for a lot of people i hope so yeah that's crazy yeah grief is love that has nowhere to go
2: yeah isn't that kind of beautiful damn
1: i know is that on a keychain I don't know. I feel if, like it should be. Yeah. Someone's gotta be yeah, someone's gotta be making it on Etsy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's intense. Mm-hmm. I do have moving on now to I do have like more listener write-ins, but yeah. there's there's so many that I think I'm literally just gonna make the next theme just listener write ins. Mm-hmm. And so get these ones off our plate.
2: Okay. So also, I'm so sorry, but like why can't my rib cage be this small in real life (laughs) look at this also look at my pelvis it's meant for a baby (laughs) look at
1: my pelvis the
2: bones are the size of
1: babies. wait do you think my pelvis is this size though no chance you don't think no chance are you kidding me feel your hip bones right now yeah but they could be this big and they're just wide apart no 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 no, sweetie.
2: No. (laughs) no
1: i looked in the mirror and i was
2: like the physique. Damn, I'm hot. Damn. My
1: skeleton's hot. Uh, okay, sorry. For those of you that are listening and not watching on YouTube, oh, yeah. Alejandra and I are wearing skeleton onesies to celebrate the spooky
2: season. So spook. So spook. So spooky. <laughs> so spook. Wait, yeah, I just realized that people didn't have any context. No,
1: they're going to be like, I'm well, like what why is Why is it my happening? rib cage this small? Look
2: at this little rib cage.
1: It's... The size of a child.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's too small. It's
0: too small. Uh, okay.
1: So I have one last one from paranormal. Uh, nah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was such a like thoughtful nah. Nah. I was nah. like I see it um, I've seen what I needed
2: to see <laughs> and it's <a> no.
1: <laughs> it is a good one um it's, par- it's from the paranormal, too, so it is real, and they gave me permission to use it. It's titled, As a Correctional Officer, I've Had Tons of Experiences. And so they share all about their experiences um, working as a correctional officer and like ghost stories and stuff like that. But I'm going to save this one for Patreon because I do want to read it, and they gave me permission. So we're going to put this one over on our Patreon. Okay. So now moving along to No Sleep. And No Sleep is fiction so it's not real stories it is a place for redditors to share scary personal experiences however if you like go into their guidelines they say it's not real nailed it so here are the no sleep rules for anyone that wants to know it must be a complete horror story must be plausible everything is true here even if it's not so i'm gonna go with they're fake
2: that was a interesting mind there at the end yeah but, okay
1: everything is true even if it's not which what? like i think they want the subreddit to be like it's so believable. plausible it's so believable it could happen and hey maybe some of these people are actually telling the truth but posted oh. in no sleep oh to like is it real is it not real is <sighs> it real is it not real yeah and this one Really, really freaks me out because they have screenshots. So if it is on no sleep and is not real, they did a great job making me fucking terrified. So, okay. Um, damn. Here we go. Okay. This was posted eight years ago mm-hmm. by Nate SW. I did reach out to Nate. However, this is the only story posted on their page, and it was posted eight years ago. So I did not get a message back. However, I will link it. It is by Nate SW. It's titled, My dead girlfriend keeps messaging me on Facebook. I've got the screenshots. I don't know what to do. Wow. Tonight's kind of a catalyst for this post. I just received another message, and it's worse than any of the others. My girlfriend died on the 7th of August, 2012. She was involved in a three-car collision, driving home from work, When someone ran a red light she passed away within minutes on the scene We had been dating for five years at that point. She wasn't big on the idea of marriage It felt archaic. She said gave her a weird vibe But if she had been I would have married her within three months of our relationship Uh. She was vibrant the kind of girl that would choose dare every time (laughs) She was the happiest when camping but a total technophile too. She always smelled like cinnamon that being said, she wasn't perfect. She always said something along the lines of, quote, If I cark it first, don't say good things about me. I've never liked that. If you don't pay me out, you're doing me a disservice. I've got so many flaws, and that's just part of me. So, this is for M. The music she said she liked and the music she actually liked were very different. Her idea of affection was a side hug. She had really long toes, like a chimpanzee. Oh, Okay, damn. <laughs> I know that's tangential, but I don't feel right discussing her without yeah. you having an idea of what she was like. Yeah. On to the meat. M had been dead for approaching 13 months when she first messaged me. September 4th, 2013. This is when it began. I'd left Emily's Facebook account activated so I could send her the occasional message, post on her wall, go through her albums. It felt too final and too un-Emily To memorialize it, I share access with her mother, Susan, meaning her mother has her login and password and has spent a total of approximately three minutes on the website or on a computer total. After a little confusion, I assumed it was her. So they do share the screenshot. It is an old Facebook messenger, what it used to look like. And it's a message from Emily. Hello. He replied, who is this? It's really weird receiving messages from Emily's account. No response. Question? Question. Okay. Well, well. In the future, please send me messages from your account, even if you want to discuss her page. From Emily again. Hello. From him again. Susan, you're on Emily's account. Which, like, is so plausible. It could just right be totally. a mom yeah. having issues. Yeah. Boomer. November sixteenth, two thousand thirteen. So over a month later. Okay. I had received confirmation from Susan that she hadn't logged on to Emily's Facebook since the week of her death. Em knew a lot of people, so I instantly assumed it was one of her more tech-savvy friends fucking with me in the worst way possible. I noticed pretty much immediately that whoever was chatting with me was recycling old messages from Emily and my shared chat history. The, quote, wheels on the bus comment was from when we were discussing songs to play on a road trip that never eventuated. Hello happened a million times. So again, he posts a screenshot. So this, Emily's just
2: saying hello. There's no substance. No substance. Hello, hello.
1: Yeah. So it left off with him saying, Susan, you're on Emily's account. Mm -hmm. And then going to the next date. Mm -hmm. Emily, hello. Let's hit up blank trail this Sunday. He replies, who the fuck is this? Emily the wheels on the bus. Mm. Him. Please tell me who you are. Around February 2014, Emily started tagging herself in my photos. I would get notifications for them, but the tag would generally always be removed by the time I got to it. The first time I actually caught one, it felt like someone had punched me in the gut. She would tag herself in spaces where it was plausible for her to be or where she would usually hang out. I've got screenshots of two, from april and june these are the only ones i've caught so they are a little out of the timeline i'm trying to read out mm-hmm. i literally you guys just got mm-hmm. complete full body chills yeah so again he shares the images I see these. so the tag for her is like here where like if she was sitting next to him it could have been her or if she was like standing behind it could have been her and like very clearly, this is his profile. Yeah, tagged with Emily. Yeah, tagged by Emily. Also, you guys, I'm starting to get the vibes that it's real. That this
2: is real. I do too.
1: I oh I got again, full too. body chills. Yeah. I wonder if like eight years ago, because like you have to remember, this post is eight years old. Yeah. I wonder if the no sleep subreddit Which rules have changed. Have ch- has changed. This feels real. Like no one. How do you have this much evidence? I know tagged again tagged Wait, by Emily that, you... it looks like he's sitting on oh, a on sofa a... couch yeah both pictures looked like he was sitting on a couch yeah. and this one is like more of a laying down posture yeah. where the yeah. person yeah. Emily the ghost who, whoever is you know doing this tagged right next to him so where like if there was a person sitting on the couch yeah. next to him would be right there right
2: Wow. That's creepy. That one's really creepy because it is like such a space for a person.
1: Yeah. It's insane. Around this period of time, I stopped being able to sleep. I was too angry to sleep. She would tag herself in random photos every couple of weeks. The friends who noticed and said something thought it was a fucked up bug. I found out recently that there have been friends who have noticed and didn't say anything. Mm. Some of them have removed me from their Facebook friends list. At this point, some of you may be wondering why I didn't just kill my Facebook profile. I wish I had. I did for a little while. On days when I can't get out of there, though, it's nice having my friends available to chat. It's nice visiting Em's page when the little green circle isn't next to her name. Mm. I was already socially reclusive when Emily was alive. Her death turned me into something pretty close to a hermit. And Facebook and MMOs were, are, my only real social outlets on March 15th, I sent what I assumed was M's hacker a message. And he just goes, why are you doing this? Why do you keep tagging her? On March 25th, I received an answer. And so it's again, screenshots of the message. And it's from Emily. Hello, Emily again, about an hour later. Hello, hello, Emily. Hello, Nathan, which is him. This is actually devastating. I don't know why you enjoy doing this. Emily. Oh, my God. Cinnamon-scented candles. Oh, my God. Nathan. Go to hell. Emily. Why are you doing this? It wasn't until I was going over these logs a few months later that I noticed she was recycling my own words as well. My, reso- my response seems kind of lackluster here. I was intentionally providing him slash her with emotional bait. This is actually devastating to keep them interested in their game I was working off the assumption that the kind of person to do this Mm -hmm. Would be the kind of person that would thrive on the distress of others Mm -hmm. I was posting in tech forums looking for ways to track this person contacting facebook I needed to keep them around so I could gather evidence Before anyone asked yes, I changed the password and all security
2: info Countless times. Oh my gosh at this point, I was like, "Oh, it could still be the mom, like just not sure how to use technology." But or a hacker. But like after
1: multiple f- yeah. Facebook changes on her account, yeah, sixteenth of April, I received this. Um, so it's all from Emily, and it's just like message after message. We should make our own jam. Jesus fucking Christ, Samantha! Like awkward smiley face. Mm-hmm. Nah, different. No chance of passing. No chance of passing. How many question mark? Garage side door. Side, I, no chance of passing.
2: This is all her. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of gibberish.
1: Yeah. So this is what it looks like. It's yeah. just kind of like message after message, like kind of like sent in a row. That's so eerie. The fact that it says like no chance of passing three times. Yeah. In that whole thing is like very. Yeah. Eerie to me. Yeah. This seems like word salad. Like all of our conversations so far. It's recycled from previous messages she's sent. 26th of April. Uh, Emily, baked beans on toast. I don't know. I just said, yo, ask Nathan. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. He responds, I don't know what's happening. I don't know how you're still doing this. Please stop. Emily, please stop. I don't know what's happening. Nathan, I don't know what's happening. I don't like this. I hadn't discovered any leads. Facebook had told me the locations her page had been accessed from, but since her death, they're all places I can account for. My home, my work, her mom's house, etc. My response here wasn't bait. Yo, ask Nathan was an in-joke, too lame, worth explaining, but seeing her say it again just absolutely fucking crippled me. Mm. My reaction in real life was much less prettier. I'm not expecting my bond back. Her last few messages had started to scare me, but I wouldn't admit it at this point. Mm -hmm. 8th of May. I don't really have words for this. Emily. I. I. Negative 12. Negative 15. My jumper's in the dryer, and it's really cold out. Really cold out. Cold. Cold. Nathan, please stop. I. Cold. Freezing. I don't know what's happening. I don't like this. It's getting so much weirder. Freezing is the first original word she's made. This has given me nightmares that have only started to kick in recently. As
2: in, it's not from previous conversations. Yeah,
1: it seems that way. I keep dreaming that she's in an ice cold car, frozen, blue oh my and gosh. gray. Ugh. That is terrifying because we, we've talked I know. so much about spirits visiting in dreams. Know, I know. I keep dreaming that she's in an ice-cold car, frozen, blue and gray, and I'm standing outside in the warmth, screaming at her to open the door. She doesn't even realize I'm there. Sometimes, her legs are outside with me. 24th of May. Nathan goes, I'm really drunk. I miss you. Whoever's on this account, I don't give a fuck. I keep coming home from work and expecting to see you at the computer. Shouldn't I be used to that by now? And Emily. Just let me walk. I wasn't actually drunk. She wasn't an affectionate girl, and it always embarrassed her to exchange I love yous, cuddle, talk about how much we meant to each other. She was more comfortable with it when I was boozed up. I got fake drunk a Mm -hmm. lot. Her reply is what prompted me to finally memorialize her page, Mm. thinking it might help curb this behavior. It might seem innocuous compared to her previous message. It's posted from an old conversation where I was trying to convince her to let me drive her home from a friend's. In the collision... The dashboard had crushed her. She was severed in a diagonal line from her right hip to midway down her left thigh. One of her legs was found tucked under the back seat. Oh, my God. Which, like, then to get that message, just let me walk. Yeah. Going back in time, 7th of August, 2012. These are logs from the day she died. Mm -hmm. She was usually home from work by 430 This, alongside a couple of voice messages, is the last time I talked to her under the assumption that she was still alive. Mm -hmm. You'll see why I'm showing you these soon. Mm. And so it's messages all from Nathan, Gray Street somewhere. Hey, you on your way home? Emily, when you see this message, please ring me straight away. I rang blank and they said you left at four. I'm starting to panic. I feel sick in my stomach. Please, please ring me. And this is all kind of over the course of... Um, Like, the first one was at 5.36 p.m. The next one was at Mm 5.44, saying, like, I'm starting to panic. Mm -hmm. And then this one is at Mm 7.59. Emily, Emily, answer your phone. Yesterday, 1st of July, 2014. I memorialized her page a couple of days after I received the message about walking. Until today, she'd been quiet. She wasn't even taking herself in my photos. I don't know what to do anymore. Do I kill her memorial page? What if it is her? I want to puke. I don't know what's happening. I just heard a Facebook alert. I'm too afraid to swap windows and check uh, it. Oh. And then it's a screenshot and it's from Emily and it goes, "Hey, you on your way home? Emily, when you see this message, please ring me straight away. Please stop. I rang blank and they said you left at 5. I'm starting to panic. Please stop. Cold. Emily, Emily, answer your phone. I don't know what's happening cold and then all caps freezing oh my god
2: that's emily all all emily
1: oh so like repeating what he had said on the day of her accident the day of her death yeah but then like the freezing like he said is new and like cold and like i think that's something when you see stories about people that have like had near-death experiences they some people will write like i just felt cold i felt a cold presence i felt like yeah and when people pass too like there is a listener right and i have where it's from a nurse who was with an icu patient that was passing and she said like the room got really cold mm-hmm. and you you hear that again and again with mm-hmm. like stories of the paranormal yeah, like yeah. all of a sudden a cold came over the room exactly
2: and it's just or when they do those like ghost hunters or whatever they bring that like thermometer and whenever there's like a spirit the temperature goes down yeah so like when the first time i heard cold i freaked out i was like oh my god yeah I, like, don't have words. Is that the end of it? That's the end of it. So there's no resolve? Like, we don't know what he did with the page?
1: There is... I'll go to the account just to look and see if there were any comments. Um, But this is the only post.
2: That's even creepier.
1: There are some comments from OP. Okay. It's really kind of... It's hard to tell what the timeline is because it is eight years old. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is from... This is from them, and they go bold at the top, and it's update. I just checked the alert. I heard it as I was compiling and editing the post. Mm-hmm. This was the message. Oh, my God. No, what? Well, what? Stop. Okay, so it's a picture. Of, she- it's like a picture. F- it's like Emily, the Facebook account, Emily's account, sent a picture. In the chat? In the chat to him. And then it goes freezing and so there's it looks like there's two images i'm getting like more scared to open them okay so that's like the door it looks like just from the image from what you can tell it's a door with a window and it's almost got like a grid like grate over the door like Mm -hmm. you see as like a security for like Mm -hmm. people that try to break glass then you still can't get in Mm -hmm. and so op goes that's my door that's my computer. No. It's taken from outside. No. I got the message three hours ago, but didn't check it until now. I'm on my tablet in my garage. Zen for now. Going to drive to a friend's. Forgot to open the garage door in my panic. So building up the nerve to get out to do that now. I could never. I, I'm i like
2: terrified.
1: OP, again, there's like a lot of comments that actually... Um, Like they respond to and so someone goes tell her you love her and it's okay to move on You'll see her soon Then kill the page and move on with your life Mm -hmm. If it's a sick joke, maybe they will realize what they did wasn't funny Mm -hmm. If it's something else, maybe she can move on Mm -hmm. and Op goes This is a really good idea and something i've been considering doing on and off It's just there's this part of my brain Mm -hmm. That thinks that I might still have the tiniest connection to her Mm -hmm. even though every conversation makes with her makes my mouth dry and stomach hurt mm-hmm. she's more real to me there than in her columbarium it's so final but i agree i think that's my end game edit i would also piss off or upset several thousand people following it including close friends that post there at least once a week which is true like yeah. others using that as yeah a support page Um, Someone else comments You don't need to kill her page There's a feature on Facebook To turn on two-factor Authentication When logging in Facebook will ask For a secret code Which will be sent To the configured mobile phone You get to keep the account While preventing others From logging in
2: But it's clearly Like a paranormal login
1: It seems like that And so OP does respond Wow, where were you Six months ago Thanks so much I'll do this Yeah So I don't know Like I'm People are again Like asking Like keep us posted Um, things like that the last comment it doesn't look like it was in reply to something or if it was it was deleted but it goes i should be scared i've occasionally opened a heart just fucked up it's not it's very not me she's more real to me in that state
2: Mm.
1: (sighs) so someone like was like basically what the fuck is going on i wanted to check op's account for an update op please do not be dead oh my god (laughs) yeah like, when you look at the response from OP that I just read, it's very, like, you don't even know what it means. It's, like, very jumbled and hard to read even. Which one, that one? This one is what I just read. And so someone um, goes, I cracked this shit. All right. So all of that is just clip bits of a comment replies on here. I went through all of it and found all of the pieces. I don't know what any of this may mean, but here it is. Look for the sections with, um, like, the underscore dash around it. I should be scared. I've occasionally opened a heart, just fucked up. It's not very me. She's more real to me in that state. I saw her after the accident. I keep getting mental pictures of her in that state, trying desperately to contact me. I don't know if I'm scared because I'm weak or scared because I should be scared. Thank you. There are a few things that get to me though. No one really knows that her legs were shorn off in the accident, but it's possible whoever just got lucky with that comment about walking. I've occasionally opened her chat window and have seen the Emily is typing message the message usually never comes through, though. Whoever it is, is really dedicated to the joke. I don't own anything with a heart on it, and no one was over that night. That's definitely heart-like, though. Really weird. I don't get the heart. I don't get the heart either. Yeah. Damn. Okay. I I scrolled ahead. I scrolled Uh-oh. ahead. I scrolled ahead. Uh-oh. Okay. Ah!
2: okay. This
1: so, one has us fucked up. I know. So, um... Really good eyes. I'm not sure. Maybe they just fucked up typing out the right sentence and this is proof of human hands at play. It was also always a point of contention between us that she got off on full hour earlier than I did, but that seems flimsy. On second thought, the crash was just before five. There could be something in that. Copies of some of the crash investigation reports are at her mom's, so I might check out the times when I'm over there next. These are all, again, these are all just comments from OP that this person compiled. Yeah. Um... Gave me a really strange prickly feeling. This has been ongoing for me for the last handful of months. It's It gets really exhausting. I'll check it out or other books like it. I feel so weird doing this because I would have never believed in this kind of thing before. Mm. It's very not me. But I haven't had much of a grasp on what me is for a while anyways. Again, there's just like a couple other comments that are very repetitive. Someone like commented on it and was just kind of like, and again, this is from eight years ago. And they go, he's dead. He was working up the nerve to open the garage door. He died of carbon monoxide poisoning, and it's going to look like a suicide with no evidence that someone drove him to it. And someone goes, "Plot twist: he's dead. She's the OP."
2: Oh my god!
1: And then someone goes, "Very plausible." As I just googled the date of the car crash and her first name, I found this. No, stop. Yeah, and so I'm like really scared to open. I'm the scared. Link. Okay, so this is from a comment it looks like it's from reddit i found a website that says updates and additional info update forum users researched nathan's story and found an accident report in australia mm-hmm. that matched much of nathan's description of emily's accident and the date the accident occurred strangely no mention of a woman named emily dying in the accident a man, however, was killed in the accident. Oh, my God, stop. His name was Nathan. No! Stop! Yeah, but someone goes, can't find anything to back that up either. So, this might be one for
2: everyone to fucking... This is such a mind dive fuck. ...dive into, but... Wow. It's such a mind fuck. That should be a, a movie. I'm like, really, I'm like,
1: oh, my God, my brain. My brain hurts. (sighs) I don't understand. Like, if, again, this is on no sleep. I don't know what the rules of no sleep were eight years ago. Yeah. But it's really scary. And we have one more, which is even worse. No how oh my god no we've already read it but they haven't they don't know yet
2: oh okay (laughs) i was like i can't i
1: physically can't no and here here's where we cut to the patched up audio because we we started with this next story and it it was too much but yeah 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 yeah
2: yeah. there you go what was that did you just hear a noise it's the neighbors upstairs they're elephants no it sounded like a screech no i'm so serious did that come from me i don't know did you do that I i don't know i don't remember. We'll have to roll I just out. heard something in my headphones. You're scaring me. I'm like not fucking with you right now. You're scaring me. I'm scaring myself. I don't like
0: it.
2: Okay, we're done. <laughs> we're done. All right, good night. <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
1: So this is going to be the trigger warning for the last story. me and Alejandra opened with it and it it did not pass
2: the vibe check. I'm like (laughs) unsettled. That was not okay
1: so we're reorganizing I the whole episode i genuinely
2: felt like she started another podcast and i was not <laughs> informed and we were on like a whole different show like that didn't even feel like art. the show that was obviously i don't even i feel like that just, felt weird That's, i feel wrong felt like i was like you know um what were those books those scary books like goosebumps oh my god it felt like i was in a goosebumps episode those
1: were terrifying yeah. do you remember the girl that turned into the pig no oh my god there were so many how there there was like 50 was it goosebumps or was it like the scary stories series i thought there was a there was like the goosebumps there's definitely goosebumps but then then there there was was another book your
2: adventure it would be like you get to the end of a dark hall. these ones with the terrifying oh my god i hated those books you just literally unlocked a memory yes i have actual goosebumps yeah this
1: series i didn't need that Oh, my God. I remember being in elementary school. Why would they read that to us? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I I want to sue for trauma. They were in my elementary school library. It was like reading. No, no. They would read them to us. Oh, my My library My teacher would sit around children. We're going to have a little story time. And they would read us those. Oh, my God. The one, the girl that turned into the pig. Scared. Still, it sits with me. Do you remember the one who was raised by wolves?
2: Yeah. The one who, like, was born in the wilderness. And she, like, so people would see this, like, Girl running, running through the woods yeah. on all fours, and she literally thought she was a wolf, like attacked people. <gasps> Do you remember the other
1: one where it was a woman driving her car and someone was like following her and kept like flashing their lights and hitting their horn? And she was like, yeah. What are, what are they yeah. doing?
2: What happened again? And
1: there was someone in the back seat <gasps> that would like oh my god. that would like come up behind the back seat. So every time they would flash their lights oh and hit god. the horn, the person was trying to come up.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. You're like unlocking a lot of trauma. Yeah. that I buried.
1: Yeah terrifying i, I kind of want to read it again just to see if they're that bad like as i remember or if it was like yeah you're right but the series is it's specifically called scary stories to tell in the dark and this last one could very easily be in the book so really yeah the, the one that this is like the trigger Dude, warning you for. asked
2: me what i wanted to do and i said funny and lighthearted. i have receipts post the receipts on this episode i, I want know. you to post morgan said it's been a while, Alejandra. Like you know, we're gonna have a fun episode. But you love I'm like, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I need a mental health break, and this is how she welcomes me back. Ah! This is how you welcome me back. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> scary, traumatic shit.
1: Well, My I will racing. say. So, trigger warning for this next one. <laughs> it contains like I don't even know. It contains like murder, <laughs> like scary stories. Um,
2: Sorry, I just choked on my teeth I don't know how else to describe it It contains like homicide and violence T- Torture Torture Yeah
1: What? It's bad But um, it is from No Sleep So with No Sleep, the whole thing is that they're non-fiction So you can sleep easy knowing that the story is not real No, no, no So not, not fiction is Oh,
2: it's fiction
1: real <laughs> I was they're nonfiction, so
2: you can sleep at night knowing these stories are real. No, it's fiction, so you can yeah sleep easy, you guys. So can I give you my trick on that? Yeah. So the way I remember is fiction is false, nonfiction is not false. Okay, that's good. So like when you hear, so these stories are fiction, they're false.
1: Yeah, I hope my goldfish brain can remember that. <laughs> it's like
2: people using yeah, the trick for left
1: and right like how do you know left and right yeah. oh this one oh. makes an l that's my left well, hand yeah that's Fiction. how i feel
2: false non-fiction
1: not false okay let's check back in in an hour when we're I done with the episode yeah, yeah. i'm gonna
2: quiz you yeah that'll yeah, okay. no, be good it'll be good right. so
1: that being said here's that story patched in and <laughs> fair warning if you are queasy easily end the episode here damn love you bye <laughs> I found one story today that I was obsessed with and I went to go message them because on no sleep you also have to ask for permission to use their stories. Oh. Um and they actually sold the story to Sony and it's being turned into a movie. Wow. So I like couldn't even read that one, but they had a bunch of other stories that I was like, "Okay, this one is amazing. Yeah. Like let's let's do this one too." So they have like a specific policy. So for their policy, I had to like make a donation, and they want me to tell you guys about the charities that they support. And one of them is the ASPCA of Albemarle County or the Sunshine Senior Dog Sanctuary. So oh. both of those will be posted in the show notes. Oh. I made a donation to Sunshine Senior Dog Sanctuary. Aww. And um, the writer is also—the username is— N M Writes, just so you guys can look them up. But I'll be sure that their page is linked because they have a bunch of amazing stories, including one that if you've been on Reddit and no sleep, you might be familiar with. It's called "My Mother-in-Law Is Poisoning Me," and mm. I like found out why, and it is insane. Like actually, getting poisoned? Yeah, but it's it's a fiction one. Oh, so. right, right,
2: right. Okay, yeah, okay. it's
1: but it's. It's insane. It's so good. I love
2: creative writing.
1: We're starting off with their story first. Okay, cool. And it's titled, I run a cursed images website. The recent submissions are scaring me. I run a cursed images account. You probably know the type if you spend any time online. I like to joke that my site is the 11th most popular cursed images account. And if you can think of one, it's probably a competitor. Well, I used to run one. It's down now. Though I don't think it matters much anymore. The site was downright simple to run, and I got a lot of submissions. Most days, I woke up and checked the various places people sent me photos to consider. Email, Dropbox, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Once I had enough followers, people made the rest of it almost automated for me. I picked out four images for the day and scheduled them to post on my website. Once they went live on the website, they automatically reposted on all my social media, where people shared them, and then more people saw them and followed me and sent me stuff. It never made me any money, but I had a lot of followers and it was fun. The whole thing took maybe 20 minutes a day before work. What is a cursed image? Well, it's hard to describe, but it's a photo that makes you uneasy. A picture that, as you look at it, gives you a gnawing feeling of dread. I don't like the edited ones, like the pictures where someone's mouth has been photoshopped over one of their eyes. I like real photos, ones that get under your skin and are eerie and unsettling and creep you out a bit. The heavy feeling that starts in your gut and crawls up to your head. The first picture arrived just about three months ago. I checked my Dropbox and there it was, 100.jpg. I opened it and saw a bunch of disturbed dirt in a field at night. Not a great one, honestly. And I stuck it in a folder with the rest of the rejections before continuing my day. The next day I had another in the Dropbox, 99.jpg. I opened it and immediately recognized it as the same place I saw the day before. In this one, I could see a shallow grave dug in a field, with what looked like a body laid at the bottom of it. This might sound crazy, but it really used to happen all the time. People tried to scare me. They pulled elaborate pranks on me. They hoped to get a fake photo on the site they could brag about fooling me with. This one didn't look entirely real. I moved it into the rejection folder and forgot about it. The next morning, another photo appeared. In this one, a horribly flayed body laid on the ground next to a shovel. There was too much blood to see much of it, and honestly, it still didn't look real. 98.jpg went into the rejection pile, though I was amused at this point. Most people either sent one fake photo or overloaded me with them. This one was working in reverse order and being clever about it. The next day, I got a movie, 97.move. I watched it. I watched it again and vomited. I watched it a third time and called the
2: cops.
1: (gasps) This one showed the death of the person in the first two videos, and there was no doubt it was real. The victim, who had been horribly tortured, was stabbed over and over. The police were disgusted, but also unimpressed. They took a copy of the files and told me to email them if I got more, but that it was probably a prank. Even if it wasn't a prank— There was no way to know where in the world this happened. They probably didn't have jurisdiction. The next day switched back to photos, still in descending order. Each one showed the victim in a cell, in the midst of being horribly tortured. Each one was the same. No metadata, nothing distinguishing. I couldn't even see the victim's face in any of them. I just knew I was looking at a relatively young man, tortured for a very long time. After a month, I finally snapped and deleted my Dropbox. The police weren't responding to my emails anymore, even to confirm they received them, and I couldn't keep looking at these photos. The next day, photo68.jpg landed in my Facebook DM from an account with an obviously fake name and photo, that of a fairly well known celebrity. I blocked the account, but each day the photos still slipped through. I changed my Facebook settings so I couldn't receive messages anymore. Then I did the same with my Twitter, I deleted my email address and used a new one that I didn't post online. I also reduced the number of images posted. I had a lot of submissions left over, but people started to complain. My social life suffered. I would come home and lock myself in, feeling anxious about the arrival of the next day's photo. Still, the pictures made it through. My personal Facebook, my personal email, a text message on my phone. Every time I deleted an account, it just showed up in another. Even ones I had never posted online, I scanned my computer for viruses, but nothing changed. 50, 45, 20. For some reason, I was growing increasingly frantic as each day passed. Feeling that I drew closer to some awful truth, I was better off not knowing. Seven, five, two. One morning, the photo was an email in an alumni account I forgot I had. The next day, it printed out of my printer. <laughs> The first photo showed the victim lying in a clean cell. They had a bag over their head and seemed to have just been put in there. It was horrible to know what followed, but it had a feeling of finality somehow. The next morning, I woke up and realized there was no picture. With a sense of freedom, I logged onto my website to post the day's photo and saw there was one already there. Oh, my God. It was the cell that I had seen so many torture photos in, but now it was empty, clean, an old-fashioned sign that said vacancy hung on the bars. The file name was 0.jpg. I deleted my website and every account I had. If someone could hack my account, I didn't want it anyway. I threw my laptop in a drawer and called my internet company to cancel my service. Damn. I tossed my phone in the trash after that and picked up a new one on sale.
2: <gasps> uh, your light just flickered. <laughs> it's broken. Okay, okay.
1: The sign is not cursed. It's okay, just broken. Okay,
2: <laughs> It's not what I needed. <laughs>
1: I tossed my phone in the trash after that and picked up a new one on sale at a place down the street. I woke up the next day feeling uneasy but hopeful. There was really no way to reach me. I hadn't even given my new phone number to my parents. I went to work and settled in nicely until the mail came. Tucked in along with some packages I was expecting was an envelope with the number negative 7 on it. No. No. I opened it and found a photo of someone
2: sleeping. No, bro. No. No. I couldn't
1: make out any details. It was taken in a dark room, and you could see someone in bed, but nothing distinguishing. I got fired about five minutes later, right after I unloaded on Betty, the nice lady who did our mail. She had no idea what was wrong. I still feel bad about that. The next morning, I woke up, and still trying to figure out what to do with my day, almost slipped on the next photo. The envelope marked negative six. Wait, like physically? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh. Like physically almost
1: slipped Yeah Almost slipped on the next photo It shouldn't be that funny to me I'm sorry <laughs> I gotta lighten the mood somehow <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Save, save everyone listening Okay, alright The envelope marked negative six Had been slipped under my front door during the night This photo showed the same sleeping figure in bed But this time it was taken from further back I could see the room I saw the framed poster over my bed No Of my favorite movie I knew it The lamps I bought at a garage sale Because I thought they looked cool I saw myself sleeping. (sighs) Worse, I could see the beer can I left on my nightstand last night, something I never did. This photo had been taken just hours before, while I slept, by someone in the same room with me.
2: Oh my god.
1: I dug my laptop off and powered it on. I looked through all the horrible photos again, this time ignoring the fact that I couldn't see the face of the victim. Now, I noticed the scar on my right side, from where my best friend caught it with a stick in second grade. I noticed the birthmark on the back of my knee, the mole on the side of my neck. I watched myself slowly be tortured over the course of several months before dying. I watched the video again, realizing that the screams were mine or what would be left of me by then. I'm on the road now, but I don't know where I'm going. I know I have just a few more days before that empty cell is supposed to be full. Only a few more days, before whoever or whatever is hunting me plans to begin torturing me to death, slowly. I'm going to run. I don't know if I'm going to make it, but I'm going to try. What? Okay,
2: I have questions. I think everyone's going to have questions. What? Yeah. So they were, like, foreshadowing how he's going to be killed and tortured?
1: Yeah, it almost feels like that the story we had from a listener right in last year where it's like this other dimension of like mm-hmm. this is that other person this is that person's life but in another timeline okay because how else do you get those photos well yeah of like that them like literally being tortured
2: well i thought maybe like the torture ones are like doctored images of uh, him and so they're like showing you this is what's going to happen. To yeah. You know? And then some the the ones of him sleeping and everything are like real. Yeah. I th- that was a thought of mine. But no, I guess if you're thinking of like paranormal, like alternate universe, then. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. I don't know. This is just like
2: a rabbit hole. I knew where they were going, though, with the. The photos. countdown. Yeah. Well, the countdown. And then when he said uh, like a dark pictures of a bedroom, I was like, OK. Yeah. That's where I knew where it was going. Whew. But the printer fucked me up
1: The printer because That like, always uh, I think that's like what's so creepy About like Bluetooth And like yeah. Wi-Fi And even AirDrop AirDrop like, I know I think this could like easily happen Yeah Where people AirDrop you shit And it's like I get that nonstop When I'm in airports Or traveling and I forget to turn it off Yeah People constantly try to AirDrop me stuff No one tries to AirDrop me anything Always Always at airports What the
2: hell am I it's, not cool
1: No You probably have it turned off To um, contacts only Maybe Which I need to I don't know. To change
2: to. You should. But that actually could be a really interesting story. Like if you were getting airdropped photos of you like every day, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And you're like,
1: where the hell is this person? Oh my God. I The one that they are getting turned into a movie is absolutely insane too. Is it using modern day technology? It's not. So it's it's essentially about a woman who married this guy and she goes to visit um, his mom or something like that. And... I read, it, I read it years ago, and it, it stuck with me so much that I'm like, okay, I should find it for this episode. Wow. But she goes to visit his mom, and every time she goes to visit his mom, like, she gets super violently ill. And she kept being like, babe, your mom is like, every time I'm here, I get sick. Hmm. And it was so, like, he would never be left alone with her. And so it turns out he killed his past wife, and the mom was trying to save her. <gasps> and so the mom was, like, poisoning her oh my god yeah That's, so this this writer is absolutely incredible so if you this is the same writer same writer oh wow so many stories i mean an, an abundance wow. of okay, stories yeah definitely link the yeah i'll link their main um the like narration policy page because they have a bunch of their stories just like linked easy to find like yeah. one of them is titled, i own a cursed necklace that is going to cause the end of the world i need your help in delaying it what yeah I can read minds. Someone is trying to kill me. There is a serial killer everyone else thinks is dead. So they are an amazing, amazing writer. So okay. uh, be sure to check out their page if you're interested in so spooky. these stories. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So spooky. Really
2: is kicking off spooky season. Yeah. Like I feel like everything went zero to hundred. Going out with a bang. I like I was not ready. <laughs> I was not ready. Not prepared. Not no. prepared. Mm-mm. No, I don't
1: think I was either. You know what I mean? I don't think I knew it what really, I was really hit me like yeah. we're
2: really doing this. We're diving into spooky season. We are like we cannonballed into spooky season. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna be able to sleep. No, I'm thinking about that as you're talking. I'm like, I have to go home and go to sleep well it, at least you have a roommate can you imagine being yeah, home but alone like, right now I feel like I'm home alone because we're on different floors <laughs> and it's a big house an old house that creaks oh yeah mm-hmm. that's one thing about
1: when I'm home in Minnesota <sighs> our house is so old and it like especially when it's windy you just yeah. hear everything creaking yeah and like my great grandma died in that house oh so it's my like,
2: god yeah oh, I don't just, even want to know who probably died in my house
1: Someone for sure. For someone. Yeah, you think. Yeah. It's old. I know. <gasps> I wish there were more like, like I wish public records no. were easier to access on no. that stuff. No. It's best that they're not. Justin lived in a murder house. Did you know that? Yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah. That's so, insane.
2: And here in LA, right? Mm-hmm. <gasps>
1: yeah, this guy murdered his parents and then like <sighs> wrapped his mom up and. Put oh my her... God. Okay. Yeah. The details. Yeah, it's really bad. That's like bludgeoned them to death. That's so bad yeah that's and, such negative energy and Justin used to get his mail like the oh, mail the, the
2: murder the mail, mail? for
1: the, that family would show up at his house still it was the weirdest thing and he thank god he didn't find out
2: until right before he moved out because yeah. oh my god yeah Mm-mm. oh my see that's Mm-mm. why it's some things are better left just not
1: knowing oh yeah
2: you know absolutely I don't want to know what happened then. no no like I'm already getting creeped out yeah fuck
1: oh <sighs> Okay. This is so spooky. Well, on that note, that's it for this episode. Okay. We have the tie dye party on September 25th.
2: What day is that? Sunday? Sunday. Sunday.
1: Sunday. That's this Sunday. This Sunday. So if you have merch or just want to tune in, join our Patreon. The link will be posted there. And I don't have any other exciting announcements really right now. Oh. Our new Spotify show um, that I'm doing called Down the Rabbit Hole. So it's on Spotify Live and basically week to week I just dive through crazy fucking topics. So this week um, I'm actually recording it tomorrow or doing it live because it's live every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Totally free if you download the Spotify Live app. But um, this week is going to be the history of fairy tales. That's interesting. I know it's giving Alice in Wonderland,
2: mm-hmm. like down the rabbit hole. You
1: never know what it's going to be, so it'll be so interesting. every week. is
2: different. Every week is going to be completely different. different. Like completely different. Like it could be like, why are dogs so cute? Like yeah. It, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on a happier note. Yeah. <laughs> on a way happier note. I'm
2: clearly trying to steer us this way.
1: Yeah. Well. If you ever join me, you can um, pick your happy
2: theme. Can I? Yeah. And it won't be spooky and scary and no. heavy. It'll be like, why do dogs make us so happy? <laughs> and then we'll have like, do you do research? Um, in the, on the fly. it's, oh, all, it's all on the fly. Of, it's all
1: kind of on the fly. So we uh, sit there with like computers. Okay. And just like duel i was
2: gonna say it's like a battle of the research yeah kind of can you just go down rabbit holes yeah i have no idea what it's gonna be I'm gonna yeah be we're gonna find out tomorrow tune in at seven o'clock pacific yeah. I'm, i'll am i be there because <laughs> i'm very fucking curious i'm fucking so scared i want to be there i want to see how this goes I'm down i'm so scared it's gonna be crazy but you can also listen
1: after the fact if you can't make it when it's oh, live good. so run it back. it's gonna be a really cool show so be sure to tune in
2: love a rabbit hole
1: just the way my brain works, you know, ADD just bouncing off the wall like a pin pinball machine. Just yeah, boop, boop, boop. I know. Yeah, it's kind of going to be like, I think those wiki, have you seen those wiki shows where they start on one Wikipedia page and like go oh. through to try to get to another one?
2: No, that's cool. Where do you find that? YouTube? Yeah, they have it on YouTube. There's some creators that do it. So. That's interesting. There's so much shit on the internet. It's so wild. Dude. Wow. Like, you could scary. Just, it is scary. But like,
1: like Cursed you- Images website, like the story is based on. Yeah. They're real. Cursed like, Images. These, these Cursed Images thing, like this last one was on real
2: Ugh. there's some dark shit out there that's choosing violence if you you know what i mean if you're mm. going out of your way just spook yourself
1: i don't have it in me i don't either i don't have Ooh, it. In me. why
2: like you're that bored that you're like let me just spook myself Mm-mm. i saw a picture when
1: i was like like looking for stories today i saw a picture and i forget what subreddit it's on but it's like um it's like oddly scary or something like that And it is a subreddit that is oddly terrifying is what it's called. So it's a subreddit for stuff that's like not supposed to be scary. Uh Uh-huh. I have seen that one. But like is scary. So like the top photo right now is um, a man who's holding a sign and it says, I will kidnap your boss for you for $5. Oh. And then I will whoop his ass for you. And then the person titled it, it was funny until he told me he served 20 years for kidnapping. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this picture, and it's titled, A Three-Legged Dog Licking Its Back.
2: Oh, that is so creepy. And so,
1: the dog has an amputated front leg, and because of the way it's like oh. it's reaching around its body to lick itself, oh. it looks like it's literally a headless dog. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, that is so... It, yeah. Like,
1: it's oddly terrifying. Wow. So, this... I went on this subreddit, and this is kind of what that story reminds me of, of, yeah. like, dark weird images
2: that are just like make you but nowadays and upset not to be the skeptic in the room but it's so easy to doctor photos now i know so it's like
1: where's how can you how can decipher? you be sure yeah i know someone did post on the dog one and they're like i need to see a picture of um the dog with its head with its head and uh and so someone found like more pictures of the dog okay. and I, I guess it is it's it's cuter it's, it's okay I, I would hope so it, it looks
2: that's cute. the dog apparently I would never think so it is really freaking cute same, oh my god same color what the hell yeah I mean I wonder if this one's Photoshop, though I mean where the hell is the head come on I don't know like what's that blue thing is that supposed to be the collar I why think is there so much slack I think it's a tag on the collar
1: like I literally think it's like
2: I don't know dog's I'm, a contortionist. I'm, not, I'm not convinced <laughs> I'm not convinced we know all too well how good the Photoshop is these days. We do. Please,
1: scary shit out there, though, guys. Um, sleep well tonight. <laughs>
2: today, good night. On that note, <laughs> little lullaby, sweet to, dreams to lull you to sleep. Uh, <laughs> uh, my God. Well, can you imagine?
1: I can't. I'm, and we have to go to bed after this. Yeah. So Be well. Be well, people. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.